At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm a prenup guy. My wife will, my wife will sign a prenup. I'm not coming into oh, yeah. this with multiple seven figures See? and you and, and you make $100,000. And in order for you to grow the bag, you need to make sure you invest in yourself. We got to change how we look at that. Like, wealth is not, I make a lot of money. I think God can send us the help. <laughs> but I also think we can mess up the help that he sent us. Right. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's a fact. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and I think the helper who comes to help can, can honestly turn toxic. Mm. So they can come for the right reason, yeah. but then end up doing the wrong things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I'm like the trees, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but you yeah. all right, so all right, so I'm gonna ask you this because oh. have you learned anything about yourself personally since going through your transition? Like, man, a whole lot. Divorce. She called me crying every day, bro. Oh my Cause god. Because <laughs> people ask me all the time, like, yo, would you get married? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't mm-hmm. hate. Oh, oh, I love marriage. I love love. And I don't. And actually, you know, you asked me. We was talking earlier. Like, I have, we have a better relationship today. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff I saw though. Like, you know, you in a relationship, you in it. And I'm like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. And then as I started dating more people, I was like, oh wait, but that was that was me. Yeah. Okay, that was, okay, that was me. <laughs> I be like, okay, that, all right, because this this is a whole new person that knows nothing. And I was like, yeah, so that's right. me. <laughs> now, now, but then there was some other stuff. I'm like, okay, no, no, no that was you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they ain't acting like this. But there were some things that I had to start saying. Okay, wait a minute, Justin, you you do need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to improve in this area. So I'm just wondering. I don't know if you've had that same. What's one oh, thing? Oh, tons of things. Self awareness. Um, not just self awareness, but soul awareness. So mm. come on with you. Yeah. Saying. Because self-awareness is, you know, the self-reflection that we do about our ideas, our thoughts, our beliefs, and how that impacts everything else. But soul-awareness is, what do you genuinely want? Mm-hmm. And I think because I also got into a relationship very early, 21 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, I was 22. Um, it was very easy to move into what I thought was best yeah. based on what he desired. Mm-hmm. And just, like, going along. But ultimately that didn't fully serve me. I lost who I actually was, or I don't know if I ever really discovered who I was until later in the relationship. Yeah. So for a long time, I feel like, I don't want to say I suffered in silence, but I know that I wasn't giving voice to my truth all the time because mm. I grew up in a place or grew up in a space where I was taught to be quiet. Mm. So when you're quiet, you dismiss your feelings. Yeah, you definitely ain't going to talk. You diminish your feelings. <laughs> no. So even when something doesn't serve you, instead of giving voice to it so that you could figure it out together, I just would mm-hmm. squat, you know, like just, that, that's, just that's, push it down, push it down, mm-hmm. push it down. But ultimately that didn't serve me yeah. because our behavior does not actually change someone else's behavior. Like we think yeah. that it does. So that's if, I'm, true, if yeah. I'm just quiet, it'll be cool. Dang, that's a fact. Not really. Crazy. Yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, I take it. Sorry. Yeah, so yeah. I've learned not to romanticize reality. I know mm-hmm. I did that a lot, meaning I would normalize or spiritualize toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. 
especially mm. because we live in a culture that applauds longevity. Mm. Yeah. So I could say, I've been married 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, and people are like, yay! Right. But I could not give voice to any toxicity because then it would be spiritualized. Mm. Well, God hates marriage. I mean, God hates, hates divorce. divorce yeah. And as long as he not beating you, it makes it feel like whatever you are feeling is not valid Girl, because it doesn't fit the boxes that other people laid out. But soul awareness, meaning how your nervous system feels, mm. you know, like just how you yeah. genuinely <clears throat> feel. Yeah. That's what I lean into now. Like self-aware is easy because I'm an intelligent woman. I can intellectualize anything, mm -hmm. but I don't want to romanticize. I don't want to normalize. And I'm not going to over-spiritualize anything either. I'm yeah, going to honor really. my feelings, mm -hmm. give voice to them, mm -hmm. and then move accordingly. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that's, that's so dope. good. I like it. That's really good. What's one thing you learned by yourself solo, man? Cyrus? Solo. Man, solo. Single. That you won't bring into your next relationship. Oh. <clears throat> I won't take into my next relationship. Ladies watching. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would say something I've learned about myself since being solo. I really like the honeymoon phase of dating. And once the honeymoon phase feels like it's fading, like I, I like the notion of being romantic, of, of pursuing, of getting to know, of building. But I've realized that once there's a chink in my armor. Like once a woman no longer sees me as perfect or starts to see my flaws, it makes me want to pull away. It makes me feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And so I've realized that I have to lose the notion of, of being perfect. Mm -hmm. And at least in my, my perception of, of like what that is. And I have to be completely comfortable with being imperfect, not for the sake of making excuses, mm. but just for the sake of like allowing someone to still show that they can still love me and respect mm -hmm. me and honor me despite me being imperfect. Mm. You know, that's, so that's good. hard. Yeah. That's good. That was like the opposite for me when I started, when I was where Patrice is right now. Yeah. I was, uh, he was in the street. I was on the sidewalk. I wasn't in the street. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to the street. Uh, uh, He's going to the street. He's on the porch, but he wasn't in the street. He was on the sidewalk. You know what? I liked that phase when I was in that phase, and then it was a part I started hating it because I would be like, yo, you remember when we. I was like, oh, that wasn't that was you. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I've had all these memories, but they were all with. Brand. All these different people. Yeah. Instead of having somebody like you could look at your wife and be like, "Hey, you remember that story ten years, 10 ago. years ago?" Yeah. You, remember, like, you remember that's probably you know what I'm saying. So the the, the, the pros are like the honeymoon phase, yeah. and then for me it was like, bro, I need somebody I can actually start building, building some memories with, with. Yeah. and and having that that moments and you know to, to your point, you, you do have to open up to get to that point. But that was I'm just saying, just for me, I was like, man, that's when I knew. All right, Justin, it's time for you to get with somebody because I didn't I didn't like that idea. Yeah, that's real. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. She gets. She did. She definitely. What you learned? What I learned on my own. Mm -hmm. Oh, I learned a whole lot. Well, I thought I already said mine, but you did um, say yours. Didn't you? Okay, yeah, I did. Yeah. But I learned to find value in myself and not other people. And I wanted to be a partner that was like an incubator. Like you give me something, and I just you watch that mug grow. You know, together. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to be an asset, basically. And um, and love from a pure place and be loved from a, a pure place, yes. not looked at as property. 
or something you could just drag around or she gonna do what I tell her to do and have my voice. I mm. wanted my voice to be heard, you know? And uh, cause it sucks when you can't talk. Yes. And you holding it in and he think he right when you are wrong. Ooh. You know, like, and you just like, okay, babe. And inside you're like, no, you're a liar. Mm. You're a manipulator. Mm. And you can't say that your whole body just tightens up, get anxiety, depressed. It's, it's a whole lot to come with it. So I learned that my voice matters. I'm valuable and I can be all that. Mm. Alone, I learned that alone, not with nobody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I often get questions about life insurance, where to buy, how to find affordable rates, the simplest application process, and most importantly, where to secure coverage instantly. Like, people don't want to wait a long time, they want the coverage right now. Given the startling statistic that nearly 40% of African Americans do not have life insurance coverage Today, it's even more critical to address these questions. My recommendation to all these questions is simple. My friends over at Ethos Life Insurance. These are the people who hold my life insurance policy. You see, their mission is to simplify life insurance and make it accessible online to everyone. No paperwork, no medical exams, or check this out, no blood tests. You simply answer some health questions online and just like that, you can secure coverage the exact same day. But the cherry on the top family, Ethos offers an incredible deal that I wish I had when I signed up with them for my life insurance policy about two years ago. You see, when you secure a life insurance policy through them, they will throw in a will and estate plan for 100% free. <laughs> I, I'm tripping and I'm excited at the same time because I personally spent $2,500 on my estate plan at the beginning of this year. So getting it free with a life insurance policy that might cost you as low as $50, that's a no brainer. I mean, like none. Don't just take my word for it. You see, Tanner R., a customer, uh, secured a $500,000 30-year policy without a physical exam through Ethos. He says the price was great. The process was completely easy. You see, Ethos truly values our time. You see, Alex got approved for a $1 million uh, policy in just five minutes. She said, simple and straight to the point. Comments were surprisingly user-friendly and great communication. So are you ready to protect your family's financial future? Don't let this statistic define you. I want you to get covered today and get a will and get the life insurance policy and get the, uh, um, the, the what's it called? The uh, estate plan for 100% free. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Secure your coverage today and ensure peace of mind for your loved ones. All right, let's get back to today's show. Joy says something on her show. I want to get y'all thoughts on this, the guys. She said something on her show, and I mean, the 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 comments were a little mixed, and I was actually shocked by it. Joy said something, or she asked a question, and I said, she said, okay, yeah, she asked a question. She said, um, is this normal or is it special? Basic. Or basic or Oh, I remember that. Right. Basic or I special. Right. Oh, she said, that. is a man making you food when you're sick? Basic. Or special. I'm curious if your wife was sick in bed, is it do you expect him to make you something to eat, or is that special that he made you something to eat? I know he's gonna make me something to eat. Okay, cool, great. <laughs> he's we gonna take care of me. He's the only one that would do that. 
V, if you're sick, do you expect to, or are you like, oh my God, thank Wait, 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 but that, is that basic? So it's not basic to me. Just Let's just put it out there. It's not. Is that well, basic or not? I mean, in a marriage, in a relationship, is that not basic? No, not to me. spouse is sick, you're so not going to make them so something what, to eat. So, so what, was your, what, was your, what was your comment to that? Like, what, All what, I what said did, was, if I'm sick mm-hmm. and my man brings me some food and he cooked it, that is like and because over... I couldn't cook it, I'm like, that's not basic to me. And and it and the question was, does that deserve praise or should it not that's be overly praised? And I said, I'm going to praise him, no. especially when I get well. I'm going to let him know. When you brought, I'm sorry, when you brought me that plate, <laughs> that, meant, that meant a lot to me because you didn't she have to that. do that. You could have you hey, hired somebody, you could have Uber Eats, but you said, nah, I'm going to cook her some soup. She need this. But you it's said like, that's overpraised. No, I'm saying I'm going to praise him. Yeah, no. Nah. And everybody in the comments said, girl, you don't praise no man for cooking you some food. And I said, I'm going to do it. Oh, I do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. praise you. Is it coming from your experience or what you experienced? Oh, heck yeah, because they didn't buy me nothing to eat. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, they bought things. No. no. But if I'm sick, I wouldn't, you know, it would no. Are you saying, I'm going to say, thank you, babe, that meant a lot that you made this for me? Or you're like, well, I didn't even expect that. I thought I would have to get up and go cook. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm asking. It's, I it's think expected or not. I'm, I'm, I'm just the. It was will you praise him? And I'm going to praise him. Is what I'm saying. But you, you praise him for everything, though. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. 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 Because, but I come from a place where there was no thoughtfulness given. It was business mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to have someone really care about my soul mm-hmm. <laughs> and whether I'm well or not, mm-hmm. that's different. So I'm not going to treat him like, oh, yeah, that's regular. Give me that plate. Thank you. I think and that's bring that's me, just and bring a lack of manners. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think. Yeah. Is it special? No. It's, it's special I, to me. I, I, I wouldn't. Well, that's our special. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm, and I'm not. <laughs> no, look, look, I'm not. <laughs> but I, I'm I don't not. think that should be special. No. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that that's your that's your opinion and I'm I'm not taking that from you. Yeah. Oh, Instagram already tore me up. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> but let's just go back to the vows that you take. That's my partner, mm-hmm. yeah. And I get For that. better or worse, sickness and in health. I, I am going to it. take care of this person. So yes, expect it. However, in a marriage, mm-hmm. praise is required. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is required. So, yes, like she said, lack of manners would be to not say, oh, babe, thanks for that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. she overly thanks. Yeah. And, the same, and, it, and it's, it's twofold. I know that she's going to do the same thing for me. I'm not doing it for tit for tat. But sure. at the same time, this is the mother of my children. Right. Mm-hmm. Without her, I have no children. Right. Mm-hmm. And without her, my children are not taken care of. So I have to I gotta sure bring that I take care yes. of what, yeah. the woman who is making sure that, lo- that the well-being of my kids is first and foremost. Yeah. And to me... If you think that way, because all men don't think that way, I'm telling y'all, it's men out here who do not give a care. If you had their kids or not, baby, you can die right there on that floor and they're going to be like this. I don't think that's a man. She's going to get out of here. I think that's that's not a man. So if I've experienced that, I'm probably going to overpraise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, if he can't cook, do you still want him to cook for you? (laughs) I'm still... (laughs) Would you be able to be like... (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. 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 No. Like, don't pick me another thing. But it's, but it's effort yeah, at that point. It's, it's, you, yeah. you, you made the effort. Yeah. It could be trash, and you could pour down a toilet afterwards, but it's... Yes. Yeah. My man took the Just time out in yeah. order to, yeah. to do that. Because I know that I've made things for her, and I, I can cook, but, like... And she's made something that I may not have agreed with, but in that moment right there, yeah. it Don't was do that. You love all yeah. my food. <laughs> <laughs> you and your daddy. Everybody, the whole family, don't do that. I want to, I want to pivot and go somewhere that I think we we need to go. Everyone here, um, we're black, right? Mm -hmm. And they're saying by twenty fifty three to twenty fifty four that everyone on this couch will have a negative net worth or not a zero net worth or negative, Mm -hmm. right? Um, they're saying that uh, a part of that is because of our spending, a part of that is because of AI and how black people, we do not really do a lot of research on future stuff coming. Hmm. We're last to jump on. Hmm. And so because we don't jump on the technology space, uh, we're going to lose out on income. You know, we don't invest money. Yeah. Uh, when we die, they say that we leave the majority of black people leave our children and loved ones with bills and benefits and the benefits are only enough to take care of partial of the bills. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we're not investing into our kids colleges. We don't have estate plans. We don't have trust. We don't have wills. We we don't have life insurance. The people in the black community who do have life insurance, they're using it as an investment, quick, rich, uh, get rich type thing. Um, and, and I want to spend some time here because everyone's sitting at this table, um, at this table, at this couch, <laughs> um, sitting at the couch with Joy and friends. Blue couch, though. Blue couch today. Um, you know, all of us, our household income is well over six figures. Um, some of us at the, at the couch are well over seven figures, right? And so um, I want to talk to all of us, because one of the things at the Neatness Network is I want to I want to help people understand you don't have to live a perfect life because you can't live a perfect life, sure, but you can live a neat life. Mm-hmm. And a part of being neat is every single day you're striving to get better. Yeah. But within the black community, per numbers, we're not striving to get better financially. We're not starting businesses. Mm-hmm. We're not getting into the tech industry, but it's only like 3% in the tech industry. Yeah. Right. Um, We are late to real estate. Um, You know, we're not eating healthy. Mm. We're not healing, Mm. you know, and we've identified wealth in a different way. But you're bringing a holistic way to wealth. I want to spend some time. Let's just talk about that. What are we doing within our houses in a single area and within our own shows and networks to help us, our specific families, build wealth so we're not a part of that stat. And what can we do and what can we say to help the people watching right now really start to take the future seriously? Because I'm scared. You know, I'm 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 nervous. I have friends who make great money and I mean they just they're not making the right moves. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is it's scary. Um it's scary to me. I'm gonna start with you, Cyrus, because <clears throat> I think I believe there's there's two main industries that's really building millionaires. 
Uh, number one is the the whole online digital content creation space. Yeah, that's creating multimillionaires. You're in that space, mm -hmm. but you started making your wealth in the tech industry space. Yeah, talk to us about the future of AI, of the things that you're even working on, and how we in the black community can really start taking advantage of this AI stuff, the tech industry. Because when I say millionaires, y'all, I'm not saying you make a million dollars a year. I'm saying that you may make $80,000 a year, but how you're investing that money, yep. mm -hmm. you know, is how you become a millionaire. In tech industries, you know, you can get into it and, and make buku money. Why is it important for black people to start really taking the tech industry uh, seriously? Yeah, I would say for a couple different reasons, um, really from any angle. I mean, we know the average black person is making between men and women making roughly about $40,000 a year, which is less than uh, less than every other group. Mm -hmm. And so I think one just if we're looking, OK, just at career wise, whatever someone's doing yeah, whatever job they're working at, there's more than likely a similar job or some of their skill sets are transferable for them to work in tech and make at least like starting out at least double more, but then after a year, triple or quadruple more. Mm -hmm. So right away, scaling six figures. So just career-wise, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But then the other angle of it is that many of the jobs that mainly our community houses or works in are many of the jobs that are getting replaced, that are some of the first to get replaced by robotics and AI. Right now, robotics and AI are separate. But it's going to get really scary when they integrate robotics with AI. Yeah. Um, because now you now have a machine that can do physical labor. Yeah. But it also has machine learning to where it can adapt to the physical labor by itself to start doing it better Ooh. and more efficiently. Yeah. Doesn't need to take breaks. Isn't going to call call out because it's sick. Isn't, you know, go down a list of all the different things. Isn't going to ask for vacation time. Can work 24 hours a day. Uh, and cost less. You know, isn't going to go on strike. All those different things. So I think... From one angle, we need to, our community needs to become very real about, okay, what is this job that I'm doing? What is this thing that I'm doing? Okay, that thing. But also, okay, what am I, what, what are my plans? So even if someone isn't interested in getting in tech, mm -hmm. even if you're a business owner, we need to be aware of what's happening with AI and technology because whatever business someone is in, there is technology or AI. There are business owners, <laughs> right now myself being a, a, a co-founder of a tech, a tech startup, there are business owners, people in tech that don't even know anything about real estate, but they're creating some type of AI real estate software that mm. potentially mm. call that prop tech. Yeah, prop tech. Get us yeah, mm. property technology. Eventually, so one right now, realtors should look at tech so that way they can leverage prop tech so they can make significantly more money and or save more money or do something within their business or process. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, eventually. And eventually it could be 10 years, 20 years, but eventually in our lifetime, 90% of the careers we see are going to be gone. Even podcasting, eventually in 30 years or so, AI, robotics is going to be things. So we should at least be aware. And, and everyone, like we have to think like business owners, no matter even if someone's, you know, working a nine to five, think like a business owner. What do business owners do? they check on their competition. They check on the market. Yep. So even if someone's working, working nine to five, you know, what, whatever it is that you're doing, you should look at tech, look at AI, look at advancements as if it is something that is your competition because it is. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, it's competition 
that you can leverage to make more money or leverage to make your work easier. Yes. So in the meantime, definitely do that, but definitely be aware of the future. So be aware of the future for the, the fear aspect, but then the benefit aspect is that, yeah, you can leverage it to make more money, but also the benefit aspect is you can invest your money into it. Yes. So now, even by the time, by the time it replaces, oh, thank you for replacing me. Right. Now I'm making, I'm making several million dollars a year because of how you replaced me that's passively true. now. Absolutely. So, but like you mentioned, our com community sometimes has our head in the sand, say, oh, that stuff isn't gonna happen. When it's like these companies are not investing billions of dollars mm -hmm. with all this market research and, and creating this technology because they're guessing yeah. it's going to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. So we honestly should do the, the Burger King to McDonald's method Ooh. where McDonald's spent like millions of dollars finding the proper places to, to plant their McDonald's stores at. Burger King spent thousands of dollars just having somebody find out where every McDonald's was located right. and planted their Burger King next to it. Right. These companies are spending billions of dollars creating this technology, this AI doing the market research. We can just spend our time just looking to see what these companies are doing and then just putting our money there. Mm -hmm. That Burger King and McDonald's philosophy is funny. good. Mm -hmm. But Burger King is a restaurant. McDonald's is real estate. Real estate. real estate, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. It's right. not about the burgers and fries, it's about the location. The yeah, jerk true. is worth more than the food that they sell every day. Right, mm -hmm. yeah, that's real. So there, that's- But, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Burger King is still a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. 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 Respectfully, they, they, they are. It's like, it's yeah. like what, you, what you're saying is, to both y'all's point, which is why it's very important, McDonald's had the futuristic thought. Mm -hmm. yeah. Burger King, to your point, said, well, shoot, let's follow the McDonald's. model. They already have. And because I followed what was working, I'm still a multimillionaire. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And so it was like, and it goes back to even what I be teaching, like it doesn't matter if you start investing at 20 or 50, start investing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, no matter when you start, you are going to gain something from it. Yeah, right. So Burger King can never catch up to McDonald's because McDonald's had the the future thoughts, they, they understood, like you said, let's get real estate in the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because their burgers are nasty. Nasty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> kids love it. They do. You know what I'm saying? The kids love it. It comes in good for the kids. But really, I mean, like you said, it, it's, it's really the real estate game. And I, I get upset, honestly, respectfully saying this. I get upset with black people. I won't even say I have, I have a relative. I said, man, have you looked into you know, the, the um, course careers. And she's like, no, man, I just, oh my gosh, man, tech, man, I gotta be, I gotta, go, I gotta be that smart. I gotta, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I'm like, and I don't know how to do none we, of that stuff. I think we talk ourselves all out the of time. Life. I was all yeah. the time. thinking that. It's like, you know, like, oh my God, it's so difficult. Oh my God, I don't wanna sit through this boot camp. Oh my God, watch this. Um, uh, she even said it's $450. I was like, Oh, what was it? Like 80 grand. We're gonna make. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you don't wanna make the time investment and the money investment, but we'll run over to, you know, I even go down a little bit lower, and this, this particular person should probably run a coach and get a coach purse for $300. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But won't spend $400 to get a return on investment. Exactly. First you know paycheck, don't give you that, and then some. And then some. Why is it you think, Cyrus, we are, we are so scared? to get into the tech industry because I'm watching respectfully because you know I got my my, bro, my brother and his wife here she's they're white uh but white people are jumping on it why are we scared to jump on it I think for a few reasons I think about the first time the only time I saw Robert Smith 
Um, mm-hmm. The I think he was the first black billionaire. Mm-hmm. I saw him in person at uh, the epicenter in uh, Atlanta. Uh, Shouts out to Bishop Bronner, Word of Faith. <laughs> and I was there. It was an economic event. Okay. And this is way, way, way before I was even thinking about tech. Yeah. But I remember seeing him on stage. And at, at the time, I didn't really know who he was, <laughs> but I just heard it was, oh, he's a black billionaire. Mm-hmm. Pay for home kids. And when I saw him, I could feel like my my body felt weird where my body was like, that's... A, a, a black man it's like my, my brain was processing like he's a billionaire but he's a black man mm-hmm. i didn't even realize that my mind couldn't comprehend that until i saw it in person mm-hmm. and i was like hanging on every word he said and everything i was, I was okay so th- that's how a black man talks when he's a billionaire that's how he moves that's like and it was i walked away and i remember thinking to myself like it just did something to my brain so i was like yo there it's possible yeah and and i believe it's one of those things where we just because we don't see enough of us mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize I was going to be that person. I didn't realize me getting online, telling everybody about tech. I didn't realize that I was Lamborghini become... trucks <laughs> <Ask them hard. laughs> D- delivered to you. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize because I was thinking like, yo, I'm just trying to get to a bag and I'm trying to help other people get to the bag and then having just buku people say, yo, once I saw you could do it. And then I had to even learn from that where. People would ask me, or I would have, you know, guests on a show that were black women with dreads. And people would say, oh, because I saw a black woman with dreads in tech making over six figures. Now I can do it. So I quickly started realizing, yo, this really, truly matters. Yes. And so I believe that that's one of the factors. I believe the other factor barrier that we have to break through is the whole talking black. Yeah. Because yeah. there are some black people that they'll, they'll assume, oh, well, Cyrus, you got in tech because you clearly are articulate or you're clearly this, you're clearly that. Mm. And it's, so I think on one end, we need to see representation. But on the other end, sometimes we have to realize that maybe God has put it on us to be that representation for mm. others. Mm. Maybe we're meant to be the trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And so, Gotta remove the yeah, and, and we, we truly overthink it. Like we overthink yeah. whether we're talking the tech mm-hmm. industry or other things. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I don't know how to code to this day, mm-hmm. to this day, mm-hmm. just my income of what I, what I made in tech. I was making up to just my, my um, nine to five, $230,000 in less than a year of working in tech. Yeah. Don't know how to code, not a programmer, not highly technical, still not good with like spreadsheets or X, like none of that stuff. <laughs> and so. And you was in tech. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because, because the assumption like that you got to be a smart person. And it's like, no, most of the, the, most of the white people, Indians, whoever I've met in tech, they're great people, but most mm-hmm. of them are not geniuses. Right. But they just went after it. Yeah. And so, yeah. You know, uh, for those of you all watching, man, uh, Cyrus is on the network and his entire show is called Tech is the New Black. And he's literally giving us game of what we need to do to get into the tech industry. You don't even have to have nowhere near a college degree. Uh, You could be a high school graduate who graduated with a D. That was me. And you can get into the tech industry. Watch this. Uber is tech. Uber is not about cars. Yeah. It's a tech industry. Yeah. Lyft is tech. It's not about cars. DoorDash. It's not about delivering food. It's tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all think Amazon is a book and grocery company. No, it's a tech company. Yeah. The number one uh, revenue stream is AWS. Yep. There, there's, there's, there's so much in the tech industry, and I would encourage you all to check into that because one of the things when it comes to for us to change the narrative in 2054 is 
we got to make more money. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we have to make more money. Simple as that. Right. And if you make more money, then now we, we can talk about stewarding. Right. But the very first step is you have to make more money. And tech is a great industry. So I want you all to go check out um, Tech is a New Black uh, with Cyrus. He, him and his team is doing some amazing things over there. But I'm very, very passionate about that. And if you want to learn more about um, about, you know, how to get into the tech industry, I'm going to drop a link down to Course Careers. It's like 400 bucks. Check it out. I'm going to promise you, you, you'll love it. So once we make the money, right, once once we make that money in the black industry, another thing that I'm seeing is we take that money. Okay, let's say if we, we get that money, we don't steward it well. And one of the things I was talking with my trainer and he was saying uh, the fastest growing virus, or I'm going to say virus or sickness that it, that will be killing black people by 2040 uh, will be uh, calling cancer. Cool. And, and, and it's because we're not eating healthy. We're not eating good. We're spending money on all this fast food stuff. And man, I remember he put me on sea moss. He put me on black seed. Um, and he gave me a colon cleanse. And I promise you within one week, I started feeling differently. Um, something that I'm going to be doing up until my 40s is going to be eating differently. And so I want to go to you, V, because, you know, with your culinary conversations, I love it because you're going to be having conversations around food. Mm-hmm. But even though around healthy food, um, every time your your husband comes up and spend a week with me to record, um, I've been seeing him shift even how he's eating. You know, um, he drinks the most bougiest water I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember calling you because he actually packed the water on his first trip. Mm -hmm. And I called you to be like, you know, your son is bougie. I mean, your husband is bougie. You say, yeah, I gave him that water. Let's how can we within the black community? Mm -hmm. Because the reason why we're not building wealth is because we're dying early Mm -hmm. and we're dying early because we're not eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And. From your perspective as a chef, um, and I can't wait to come to your house because um, we're going to eat good. Uh, what can we do? I mean, let's be real. Is eating healthy truly that expensive? And if it is, what are some ways we can really cut back on that so that way we can eat better and it's not breaking our banks, bank accounts? Yeah, no, like seriously, well, one of the first things just I want to mention in black families in general like, I know we're big on, especially someone from being from the South, we're big on holding on to those cultural things that we like to eat. Yes. Um, and it's important to preserve those cultural meals, whether it's for me as a Southerner, cornbread, collard greens, fried chicken, ah, all those good things. Oh my or God. the Jamaican oxtail and mm, rice and peas, oh, or I'm getting also jollof rice and whatever else you may like that is really sticks to you. Mm. Um, but nothing is wrong with any of that, but it's all about moderation. Mm. You can enjoy that here and there, quarterly maybe. Um, but what's important is making sure your your everyday steps. So your your lifestyle is a lifestyle change. What are you eating every day? What are you valuing? And in order for you to grow the bag, you need to make sure you invest in yourself. Mm. And so investing in your body is literally the number one way on how you can really build a wealth and enjoy your wealth because yeah. you're going to live a long life. And for me, as far as just me and my family, 
Um, I know I hear it all the time as far as with my audience. Oh, it's expensive to eat healthy or it's, it's a lot of time. Um, the convenience of just being able to go pick up something quick, it just makes more sense. But honestly, you're literally cutting off your lifespan by you going to get something convenient. instead, And you're going to pay for it later in life in medications and trying to make sure that you can continue to live on Earth. So why not make that change now? Pharmaceuticals. Yes, the pharmaceuticals. Making money off of all that bank, in your bank and providers, um, mm-hmm. they're they're feeding into that as well. They're getting a check also mm-hmm. by providing you, yeah. you know, certain medications and things like that. So one of the tips that I tell people um, is when you're grocery shopping, shop on the outside aisles. Go to the produce aisle. Don't stay away from things that are processed and full of chemicals and preservatives and artificial flavoring, things like that. It's just not good for your body. Um, I know meat, inflation is real. Things have increased a ton, um, but vegetables, fruit, produce, things like that, allow your plate. So just look at your plate. Um, So let's say if because I know we have non-meat eaters, but let's say you are a meat eater, you have your protein. Your protein could be the palm of your hand. Like a lot of people want their protein, their meat items to be literally their entire plate. 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 Yes, (laughs) and then you have your vegetables in a car. Let's condense that. Have your protein, have a little bit of carbs. So if you still want to do rice, you can enjoy rice, or you can even try quinoa. Um, It's other grains that you can enjoy that does not have to be things that really heavily sticks to you. Um, And then majority of your plate is vegetables. So just balancing that out really helps you with your lifestyle and, and allowing you to when you when you look good, you feel good, Absolutely. and you're able to. You don't have that brain fog um, where you're eating healthier, and when you're just. And I don't even like to say eating healthier because honestly, it should be natural anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we were the garden of eating is fruits and vegetables, um, but humans just polluted that. Um, but honestly, when you're just choosing to making sure you're having those right choices for you and your family, especially black families, because I know historically as... What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Troops hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no You see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? 
Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called true accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Descendants of our ancestors and slaves, um, we were giving scraps, you know. Our ancestors were giving scraps and trying to make the best of it, um, which we have. We made it tasty, um, and we try to make it as healthy as possible. <laughs> but now things, we have more resources where we can expand on that a little bit and choose healthier options. Um, even the vegan alternatives, now I don't agree with the plant-based impossible or the beyond meat, um, because again, it's still processed. It's still process. chemically processed. Um, ingredients. It's, yes, read those ingredients. Um, but all in all, simply my tips. <laughs> and the, tr the nutritional facts, I'm sorry. No, you're fine, the nutritional facts. Just making sure you're shopping on the outside aisles. Go to farmer markets. Mm -hmm. Shop with your local farmers. They have farmer box where you can get things at a cost-efficient way. Um, and just making those choices daily. Hmm. I love it. Are you yeah. going to be teaching us how to shop on your show? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
the outside aisles. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, in my yeah. mind, I'm I'm shopping in the grocery store and I'm on the outside aisle right now. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. 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 That is crazy. There's only cans and boxes in the middle. In the middle, yeah, and junk. I don't shop in the outside aisle. I'm like, dang, man, hold on, beyond me. That's on the inside. It is. It is. It's on the inside freezer. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Not the outside. Wow. That's crazy. Real and raw. Yo, that's outside. That's and and those outside farmers markets, like especially in Atlanta, if any yeah. other there, there like it's all the farmers, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. eggs you want, and yes. they need y'all support so they can keep the farms going. So yes. mm-hmm. do yeah. it. Do yes. it, do it, do it. Outside farmers market. Outside. It and so, everything yeah. is organic. You don't have to go, oh, I can't eat that. You can eat everything that is there. I was, that is yeah. onions. I Instacart my groceries, but I'm yeah. going to make sure I Instacart it from farmers market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Check we, in, the, in the middle of the pandemic, um, I was gardening. And what I noticed was the difference between a tomato in a grocery store and one yeah. that I grew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the difference was when you cut up, open a tomato in a grocery store, it's a very light pinkish yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ones I grew were as red as the outside of the and tomato. And don't they look so beautiful? You can have it, taste. it tasted yeah. sweeter. Yeah. It was more like a, a fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. bite yes. that. So yeah. like growing up, you know, we watch our grandparents biting tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm with one from the grocery store. I'm like, why would I do that? They are fruit. Though. But the ones they that you fruit? grow, mm-hmm. it's... They taste better. Wow. Yeah. Would y'all say we've all, we all could do better healthy wise? I know Anthony going to say, I don't know. I'm, he's pretty healthy right now. Mm-hmm. But he, before. He's competing. But yeah. before, like as a whole, black people, we can eat. I think people, period, yeah. can just eat healthy. It's the fast life. For sure. Yeah. It's everything about it's the life. Right. I think that yeah. we need to slow it down. Like our kids, like we. They're not allowed to eat McDonald's. No, mine neither. And they that's important. You know, you want to slow down. And, and and it's more than just slowing down and eating at the dinner table, which y'all should definitely check out on Culinary Conversations. <laughs> but um, it's important to you find that solace of sitting down with your family, being still. You're able to communicate. You're mm. able to check in with your partner or whoever, or even with yourself, even if it's just you and Jesus or whoever you believe in. So it's just important to really sit still and just be yeah. present with whoever are y'all still y'all y'all i mean little man is young but like do you and alice sit at the dinner table together when it's dinner time yes cool what about y'all is y'all the whole family for the most part for the most part yes depend on our schedule because the girls have basketball and like right now because of my training like i'm i'm not there eating most of the time i'm joy what about y'all at home uh paulie I, no, he'll he'll be like, I'm going to be in my room because he'll play. But me and CJ always eat together. Okay. But I make my son when I need to talk to him. That's the only time I'll be like, uh-uh, come out that room, come sit down. But it's not a norm. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Like, we could definitely do better um, as a family sitting and eating because everybody has different schedules. Bay might be editing and he can't step away for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to bring him his plate. if it's. But it's like you said, it's the life. Yeah. Um but growing up, oh, that's all we did. Oh, oh growing up, it was yes. mandatory. Yeah. It, was mandatory. it was mandatory at the table. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it was, too, for us yeah. until, like, we got into real estate and, you know, all the things that we have going on. The schedule with the kids, their schedule, it messes My up. Mother but, during was, the, but during the school year, we definitely eat together. Your mother, when she came uh, last year, and we talked about that, mm-hmm. and she was like, you got to sit at the table. And I'm like, well, you know, when we when we can. Yeah. And she's like, no, this is your time. Yeah. yeah. Like, as it's a important. Like, that's, that's where you check on your kids. Like, that's when. I eat with them every day. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, that that is definitely a priority, and it is something, like, you, you have to make sure that that's on there. Pr- uh, prior, because we live by our calendars, like, 
Yeah. It's on the calendar. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, so you should prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the black unit today and how we are so disconnected. Unfortunately, yeah. more black families are disconnected because we have veered away from those traditions of sitting at the dinner table mm-hmm. and building, fostering those connections with your family members and loved ways yeah. because we're just not at the dinner table mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, the books that I read was they studied all these uh, multimillionaires that their wealth passed on through generations and not through just two, three generations. I'm talking about like six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. ten generations. Mm-hmm. And the very first was relationships being family, mm-hmm. that they always still had dinner. They were intentional about if dad and mom do anything on a calendar, dad and mom and kids sat down and had dinner. Yes. And I was like, wow. Now, of course, if dad has to leave and go to work, cool. Mom had dinner with the kids. Yeah. If mom had to do something, dad had dinner with the kids. And they were intentional about no phones, no outside distractions, right. just bonding. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm single. I'm maximizing my single season because I want to do that with my family. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, I think that saved me a whole lot because it forced me to conversate with my family. Yes. Yes. It forced me to tell my mom and dad what was going on. Yes. When we came home from school, so how was school? We couldn't just say it was good. Oh, no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It was good. My Give mom, me an explanation. Give me okay, what was good about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I got an A. Okay, cool. What about second period? Mm-hmm. Like my mom just went on to ask those yeah. questions. Yeah. And then eventually I'll come out and I know I'll say something. I said something about my teacher. She did what? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she'll look at my dad. Next thing I know, she's at the school the next day defending me for what I said. Right. But in today's day and time, I think the black parents are, and I'm not going to say that because I'm not a parent. Y'all can speak to this as a parent. But like, I think sometimes we're so disconnected. It's like, hey, son, here's some McDonald's. You can go up there and play video games. Yeah. But there's really no time to really understand mm-hmm. what's going on. And that impacts our wealth because if there's no relationship between father, mother, um, and child, they, they're not picking up what's on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they're not picking up what's on the inside of us, now we don't trust them with the money, or if we give them the money, wow. we didn't train them wow. yeah. to, to be a good steward of the money because we let them live their own lives up underneath the house that we paid for. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and a part of that goes back to the, to the health part. It's like, it's easy for us to pick up pizza, pick up something to eat quick, fast, and push it on. That's dope that y'all don't let your kids eat McDonald's. You know, I grew up on... Tuesdays, 25 cent burgers, 99 <laughs> cent Captain Big Mac. free on Thursdays. Exactly. <laughs> Go to $5 $5 Domino's pizza. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And I'm like, I got to eat healthier. I was just saying I got to get rid of this gut. So when I do have a kid, I want my kids to live a longer life to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really excited about, you know, what you're doing. Yeah, it's going to be that's dope. That's amazing. Thank I can't you. wait. Bring us back to the table. Yeah. Culinary conversation. Come on, yes, come let's on. come to the dinner table. Yes. And listen, everyone at this at the couch has a show, you know, and, and the reason why they're here at the couch and we're friends with joy um, <laughs> is because literally we want to help you have a neat life, man. Yeah. And yeah. this this is important. And in all aspects as you can see, everyone brings like their own flair, style, and, and and spin on things. But if you really listen to each and every single one of the people on the show, it's going to help you live a neater life and help you get to where you want to go. So definitely check out Culinary Conversations with my sister. Um, and all the shows will be in today's uh, show notes. So that way you can go dive, go subscribe, go rock with them. 
because what they're doing is needed. That's why they're here. That's why they're part of this this network. And that's why we're together as a family, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it is definitely needed. So once we make the money, when it comes to black people, we got to make more money. Got to. And one of the best ways to do that is in tech. Once we get that money, we got to watch how we're spending it. And where, where do we spend a lot of our money at? Food. Mm-hmm. So we got to spend it better. As we're spending it, um, as we have the more money too, right? There's there's another area I want to go to with my sister Patrice. We got to change how we look at wealth. Mm-hmm. Like wealth is not, I make a lot of money. In this book um, that they're talking about how families can pass down wealth, the very first thing was relationships. And the second one was intellect. Like changing the mindset around how we see and we understand wealth and understand that wealth, the first process is really nothing about money. It's about family. It is about relationships that has nothing to do with money. But then it's about how do we see wealth? How do we think what wealth is? Wealth is not just money. It's joy. It's peace. It's freedom. You know, and wealth, you're over at redefining wealth um, and you're redefining literally wealth. And a lot of your conversations has nothing to do with invest into this. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from for you? Because let's be real on the quote unquote terms of wealth, you wealthy, you, you got a bag, but you're wealthier because you've changed how your outlook on wealth. Mm-hmm. Why do we need that in the black community? Well, I think it's important for me to say that this is my second go round in terms of an entrepreneur, right? Okay. So when I got out of college, I was in real estate as well. I became a real estate and mortgage broker at 21, okay. started a business, seven figures by 25. And I thought that would go on forever. Mm. And I studied all of the basic stuff, the budgeting, what to do with credit. That's how I was supporting my clients. Mm-hmm. But when the recession hit, in 2007, when it began, oh. I was in the hospital on bed rest. Oh. I took a fall down the stairs while I was 20 weeks pregnant, and it sent me into preterm labor. Wow. And so when I got to the hospital and they said, hey, this baby's coming any minute. There's nothing we can do. You know, I did. The only thing I knew to do, pray and ask other people to pray. But it was supposed to be any minute now was 10 weeks on hospital bed rest. Wow. And then my daughter was born at 30 weeks and she was in the NICU for three and a half weeks. No. So while I'm in the hospital on bed rest, all of the banks that I work with are closing down left and right. Mm. I have 16 loan officers and real estate agents in my company. Nobody's closing deals. Wow. And so I went from within a year of all of this, a seven figure business to scraping up change. Wow. And home foreclosed at 13 pieces of real estate between my former husband and I, all of those uh, foreclosed or short sold. Uh, cars repossessed, mm. matching Range Rovers gone, like all the Y'all things. had matching Range Rovers? We did. It was cute. cute. It was In 2007? Really yeah. yeah. If you was driving oh, Range Rover, you was balling. Oh, <laughs> you were balling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? So all of the things were gone. Um, and so when we fled from Los Angeles to Metairie, Louisiana, lived in a 600-square-foot matchbox of a little apartment, uh, chased the power man down with my baby on my hip, asking him to turn the lights back on because I didn't have milk mm-hmm. or money for more milk, and it was spoiled. Like, this was my experience, and all of the things that I learned about budgeting and credit reports did not matter to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew all of the skill set stuff, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, if we're real, and even with the statistics that you talked about earlier, a lot of people are just in survival mode to begin with. So when we are approaching them with these conversations about what you need to invest in, it's like, I'm trying to invest in milk. Right. You know Some eggs. Like, girl. Yeah. I'm trying to make a decision between do I pay a gas bill or do I pay car insurance? Wow. Looks like I'm going to be running, like riding dirty. You know right. what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. where I was in 2008. And when I had my come to Jesus moment, March 9, 2009, looking in the mirror, bawling, snotting, crying, saying, God, why me? Mm. I've been a good person. I operated in integrity. This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, ended up on the floor, uh, fetal position. When the Holy Spirit said, get your Bible, and I landed on Proverbs 17, 16, it said, what good is money in the hands of a fool mm -hmm. if they had no desire to seek wisdom? Mm -hmm. That's why my Instagram wow. name is Seek Wisdom, PCW. Wow. What good is money? in the hands of a fool if they had no desire to seek wisdom. And what I felt in that moment was, first of all, I thought I was smart. But when I looked up the difference between knowledge and wisdom, it was like knowledge is information. Mm -hmm. We are so good at gathering information. Yeah. We will be on Instagram all day, scrolling, gathering information, hearing little clips, getting little tidbits, researching things on YouTube, listening to podcasts, all the stuff. But wisdom is how do I apply it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When do I apply it? With whom do I apply it? Yeah. That was the shift for me is that I was really smart. I had certifications. I had all of these things and I was good at gathering knowledge. But I didn't know how to ask for help, which is how that scenario got worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. I suffered in silence as black people were taught not to tell our business to anybody. Mm -hmm. So we suffered in silence. We didn't tell anyone what was going on. Therefore, nobody could help us. Mm -hmm. So why I, you know, at this stage, I went on to start a blog and that turned into writing for magazines and then television and then, you know, all the things that I've done. But... With redefining wealth, when I launched in 2017, my goal was to help people start to shift their mindset and understand that the journey is so much more about knowing just the skill set stuff. Is that important? Absolutely. But if you don't have the mindset to actually apply it, what good is it? Yeah. Right? Like gathering more information without the the push to actually implement it is not really useful to you. It's just a lot of nice things to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with my show at Redefining Wealth, we identified the six pillars of wealth. Okay. And so it kind of touches on something that everybody here talks about. But even when we're talking about V and, and culinary conversations, the first pillar that we talk about is the fit pillar. Mm -hmm. And it's about becoming your best self. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned is if you say you have a vision for your life, it's your duty and responsibility to protect the vessel. Wow. It's not a matter of if you feel like it. So good. What, is, what good is it to amass any amount of money? Only to pay for prescriptions you can't pronounce. Come on. Ooh. That give you more this for. Come on. What are we yeah. doing this for? Right? Yeah. And then also for we us, chill. it's not <laughs> it's not even just being physically well, being mentally well, yes. right? Because a lot of us heard very unsupportive language when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah. So when you say, Well, why aren't we getting in the tech industry? Because people have planted seeds, mm -hmm. you know, knowingly yeah. or unknowingly, that that's right. for smart people, yeah, that's that. for mm -hmm. white people, that's for this person. That's for that. And so when you internalize that, even when you hear something that sounds so good, mm -hmm. you can do course creators, pay, you know, pay $400, learn this stuff and start to apply for jobs that are 80,000 or more. Yeah. Our minds can't even conceive yeah. that. Nope. Right. So what I do at Redefining Wealth is, is really work on helping people shift 
their mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my big thing. I'm all for skill set. I did that for many years. My mm -hmm. first four books were all about the tactical things. But I went back to school to get an MBA for financial psychology and behavioral finance because I wanted to help our people, mm -hmm. right? Do better with finances, but not bog them down with all the technical terminology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got the technical that's terminology that's and I'm going to talk to you like your friend yeah. <laughs> right. and help you apply it. And that's, that's essentially, that's what I do. So I take people through the six pillars of wealth. Um, and we talk about all the parts of your life that impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Because everything that we all talk about, whether it's, the fifth pillar, the next pillar is the people pillar, personal and professional relationships. One of the things that we always say is there's always someone watching you as the power to bless you, but who are they watching you be? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you show up in relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I've known Anthony for years, but I'm here because of who he's watched me be. Mm -hmm. All of us are here because of who he's watched us be, yeah. right? And, and we're here because of who we watched him be, right? right? Yeah. So now, yeah, we can build together, but imagine... What you doing? Make he's just thinking right really here. hard about no, that. He, he's, he's like, he's, he's thinking he's, real he's hard. Talking yeah. everything you saying. Yeah. Like, Yo, I really am. I'm yeah. like, that's me. Yeah. Good. That's me. Yeah. yeah. You gotta watch him though. I, no, I got no, you. I'm, serious, I'm watching your back. Really, I got you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. I really was because here's the thing I want to ask him. How many of us in our families honestly was taught correctly about what wealth is? Not me. No. You were? That's, oh, oh, that's a zero. zero. Oh, I was about to say, that's, I thought you were like, they weren't, they, weren't, they weren't conversations that, that we had. Right. Yeah. Isn't that funny? But we, we were at the dinner if, table. But in my household, it was. In her household, it was. But here's the thing. Mm. My dad just be, retired be, himself. Being and my mom. completely mm. open and vulnerable to it. Wow. Still today. Mm -hmm. It's a tough conversation. It is. Why? Because she, she has a finance background. She was, she is, and I mean, was an accountant. She graduated with that. So... She does all the budgeting. Mm -hmm. In our relationship, I am the spontaneous one. I'm the, the person that's going to do the vacation. Mm. I'm the spender. Yeah. <laughs> and for her, it's, babe, we don't need that. I'll be like, nah, babe, I'm going to get you this roll yeah. today. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and she'll take all of those things. But then on the back end of it, it's something that I want her to have. That's why we went down this road of the love languages. And not to take away from you, because I want no, you to go back to it. Um, but that's... It, it is a difficult conversation because I did not grow up having those conversations mm -hmm. at all. My dad sat me down. He showed me how to write checks at the time. He showed me what the mortgage was. I wrote, I paid bills with him. Um, he talked to me about 401k, everything in saving. I, I have an Excel spreadsheet to this day. I pay bills and on there is a savings. And we pay ourselves mm -hmm. in our savings yeah. before we even spend any money. Wow. So my dad retired himself and my mom like three years ago because yeah. he was really good with his money. Yeah. Wow. And he's 50, he'll be 60 50, next year. 50, wow. 50. Yeah, so he retired at 57. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's why like, you know, with, with her, when it comes to like the finance stuff, you know, the easiest way for her to do it with me and as we kind of mature in these conversations is, it was a snapshot of the bank accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a, here it is. Mm -hmm. This is what we're working with right now. And that's why also like, what we're gonna talk about on our show too is around the finance piece because how in a marriage that you operate with your finances, like we have a joint account. Uh -huh. If I made and took all of the money that I made and it was all on me, that's why she, it, it all goes to her. Like we have three bank accounts, joint and then two individual accounts. And a savings. And it just <laughs> moves. Yes. So that's how we do it. We transfer out of the pot. So no matter where it comes from, mm -hmm. it all goes in one spot mm -hmm. and then it's distributed to whatever is needed. And then we have an account to pay bills. Like, mm -hmm. so yes, it's, I'm, I'm only saying that just based on what you said. It is, 
there are a lot of households and relationships where it is still a very difficult conversation to have yeah. because it was not our upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do something called the couples and money challenge. And I would like walk people through these steps. And mm -hmm. that's actually one of the things I suggested. Oh, yeah. The like his, hers, and ours. Yeah. Or his, yeah. you know, yours, mm -hmm. yours, you know. Yep. Yours, yours, and ours, but whatever. Yeah. 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 I love that. Mm -hmm. Y'all believe that uh, husband and wives should have split bank accounts? Mm -hmm. A joint and a. Uh, split bank accounts and As far as I know, there is no main pot. Oh, no, no, no. It's I, just I, two. I believe that that is probably one of the. Uh, we call that financial infidelity. Mm. Mm. That's a real thing. Jesus, I'm yeah. cheating on my money. Financial That's infidelity. There is um, that. Yes, that for I, I'm a firm believer in that because that is one of the biggest things that'll break up a marriage. Yeah. I think so too. Money. But again, yeah. starting young. Going back to our conversation earlier, starting young, absolutely. It's easier to do. It's easier to do. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it becomes a little bit different when you're older mm -hmm. coming into these conversations and everyone already has all this established mm -hmm. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It could be a little bit trickier. Yeah. Yeah. Cap. Oh my well, God. I feel like no, if you want to get married. I mean, you got to do it. You come on. Which, yeah. How much am I trusting you? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I would say, I, I would say, I could have did that better in my first relationship too. Like, oh, for real? Mm -hmm. for you sure. didn't trust her. Listen, she's an amazing mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, was, I, was, I like that. I like that. Listen, he ain't gonna put no, me out like, there like that. Nah, 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 she ain't gonna see this. Nah, I trust her. She might. She's an amazing. No, I, no, I did. It, no, of course I trust <laughs> her. It wouldn't. Right. It was just. She's an amazing mother. Let's stay there. All right, let's stay there. Leave it right there, Anthony. Move on. Move on, brother. I agree with the one big pot and then each having like a an allowance. Yeah, that's yeah. Even if, because despite how much money I make, despite how much money I plan to make, I don't want a wife who's just chilling and shopping and all of that. Right. It's like either you're working for me or you're working on something. It's not about the money that it'll bring in, but it's about about you pursuing your purpose yeah, right. and us building something together. And that being said, I do believe, okay, finances go into a pot. Mm -hmm. We each have an allowance. We have our own accounts with the same allowance. Mm -hmm. So that way, if I want to buy you something, you can't check the account to see what I Bingo. bought you. Yeah. Like little cute things yeah. like that. Yeah. But... Yeah, that, that's that's how how I view it, and I don't necessarily think it's a right or wrong way, but I just I think it's a wrong way. No, I think it oh, is okay. too, because if, if you're if you're in a like even when it comes to car payments, like all of that stuff, I'm at the dealership with her. We're agreeing on a payment because yeah. I'm paying that the same way she's paying it. Yeah, when she went to school and I married her, and she had a fifty thousand uh, dollar student loan bill. I married I, is this there? woman with that, and Fact. I inherited that. It's not a you have your own money and oh go pay that bill. Mm. No. no, like. Everything we're doing is in one so that when we make financial decisions, she's at the dealership with me. We went and bought a house together. Great. All of these things line up based on the money that we have in this one pot right here. I don't care if I don't care if I made one hundred thousand dollars that month and she didn't produce and sell one home. Mm -hmm. We made a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. That went there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Patrice yeah, over there no. having a heart attack. No, yeah, at at this, <laughs> at this big age, no, with that, that big money. Yeah, this big, <laughs> right. Because again, and again, also, as someone who does date men that don't make nearly as much Jeez. that I make, Sticker shot. I'm not coming into oh, yeah, this yeah. with multiple seven figures, See? and you and, and you make a hundred thousand dollars, and now it's like all we big. all we got. So what? I can't do that. What dreams? That's a little different though. But I mean, I think what you do. I think what you do. I think that you create. Not to say that you take your multiple, but I think that when you get into that relationship, you do create a pot. 
that but but you start at the for, same for so maybe young. there's yeah. like an equity like yeah. you put in twenty thousand he put in twenty thousand like, no, and then we and we start there. Partnership with somebody. It's like wait we're starting this relationship and this business together. Give me your 50s. Yeah. But I think it's important. I mean, as someone who serves women in particular, who are, no, as someone who serves women in particular, I remember at this conference that I was at recently when uh, the the conference host asked me to get up and share something and I shared. And one of the things that uh, I ended up sharing about was not even knowing that terms like post-nuptial agreements were Mm -hmm. a thing or not like just not even knowing. I think that of course, you marry for love and you have the best of intentions. But as someone who has gone through divorce, it would not be wise. Back to the wisdom. It would not be wise to know what I am experiencing right now with the separation of assets and finances and all those things to be like, I love you. And you coming in making a 50th of what I make. But you know what? <laughs> you know what we're going to do? We're going to put it on it together. It's, it just, it's not wise. It is wise. It's not wise. It you can wise. say that. Sir, it is uh, wise because how you set it up, Patrice. I'm gonna be real with you. If you set up the prenup accordingly to where your assets, we weren't is talking per- about prenups though. But uh, but but you don't that have prenup also- protects you on the back end of the marriage. It doesn't protect you while you're in it. No, but what I'm saying is there's no way in the world she's coming in with liquid cash two million dollars. She's not gonna do that. You can't do that. It's not wise. We didn't have that much liquid. Right. The most you're gonna have liquid is two hundred fifty thousand dollars liquid in an account because that's covered up FDIC. FDIC. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, whatever that liquid cash that you're coming into, it goes into one account. Mm-hmm. Now your assets will be protected with your prenup because mm-hmm. I hope you don't get married again. Because Patrice gonna get married. She 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 on the sidewalk she right now. Mm-hmm. She on the streets she right now. She looking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, but there's no way in the world this caliber of a woman is not going to meet a high quality man. I right. hate that she, term. A man who will value her and take her back off of the streets mm-hmm. and put her inside the house. Yeah. So she on the curb kind of sort. Of. She on the curb. Her toe, her toe you know in the street. I'm over y'all. <laughs> I mess with Patrice, but that's my sister for real, for yeah. real. I, I, I will slap a guy for Patrice because I know the heart of her, yeah. but I also know what she's been through and I understand her heart. But at the same time, I think that I'm a prenup guy. My wife will, my wife will sign a prenup. But I am not going to say I got a hundred thousand dollars in my account and I'm only going to put how much can you put in five thousand and I'm gonna put in five thousand dollars in our account. I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. because then I believe now I'm letting God down because I said she's good enough to be my helpmate, but I only trust her enough. Oh, that's God. I only trust her mm-hmm. enough to her max potential. Mm. not to our max potential. Mm. And so I'm going to put all of my money into it. And if I married the right one, she's going to take that hundred thousand and turn it into a million. But if I only give her to the faith of what I see in her at 5,000, God is not going to touch it. He's going to be like, well, the reason why you only got 50,000 is because you only put in Mm 5,000 when she had the capability of taking your hundred thousand and flipping it, but you were hurt. You wasn't healed, Joy, and because you you were you weren't healed, you only trust what you saw, but you didn't have faith in that. And I think that's where marriages go wrong. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, is we're so scared to get hurt, and it's like I, Sarah J said this to me. One of my biggest reasons why I'm still single is because I am not vulnerable. I will not trust a woman with my sins, with my flaws, and I will not expose, hey, I like this, I enjoy this because I want to be judged. Mm -hmm. And Sarah J said, you'll never find the one 
because you're teaching them that your feelings and your true thoughts and desires do not matter. So you're misleading, yep. you're lying to them, and then you're not even teaching them and exposing to them what you really want. So my thing is, Patrice, everyone watching. Okay, let's hear it. It's like, I think we have to, and it's going to be hard. I feel you. It's going to be hard for me to trust any woman with, with what I bring into the table, but I'm not trusting her. I'm trusting God. And it's like, for me... But if... Do you feel like you need a prenup then? Absolutely. Because I think it's not wise. You trust in God within we that prenup. Mm -hmm. No, but that is God. Because here's the thing, too. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this earlier during during lunch, right? I don't, which is a good question. Mm -hmm. Anybody know this answer? Justin proposed a good question. Where on the marriage license are we signing a contract? Yeah, terms not and there. conditions. You know what I'm saying? Because where's the contract? Fill a little joint. Is that with your name, address, and sign? <laughs> but here's, I'm like, where are these? Where are these terms and conditions at? But here's the thing, though. Georgia, no, you're in, you're in Maryland, mm -hmm. or wherever y'all got married at. Got married that out. state is going to decide who gets what. Mm. Ask Patrice. Mm. She just went through it, right? So it's like that marriage license, you have signed some form of a prenup. Yeah. You just said the state, you can decide right. what goes yeah. where and who gets what. Yeah, prenup and, isn't protection against the person. It's protection against the government. And them governing what happens within your relationship That's or the it. inclusion of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's not against the person, it's yeah. against the government trying to meddle in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if we love each other up front, we're going to divide, we're going to say the right thing because we're in love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I, hey, you I, know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with a prenup because all it's saying is whatever I had before. Exactly. Whatever we build together, still after we, we got to split. split. Yeah. That's regardless. So anybody that I think that has a problem with prenup. whatever you brought and whatever I brought, yeah. there's a problem in their thinking. Mm -hmm. If you got a problem with the prenup, you are not. Bye. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, we got to wrap up the show, man. Listen, the Masons, they, they, y'all heard them talk about their relationships up, man, building with the Masons. They, they are doing everything from, they built a seven figure uh, business together and they built an amazing relationship. Um, and I love what they're doing. You've seen them on the show before. Um, and you've seen Joy on the show before. Um, and y'all seen Justin on the show before. Actually, y'all just saw him just, um, a while ago. Actually, just a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's, he's, these people are faithful. They are good at what they're doing. Um, you know, and I really, 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 I want to encourage y'all to go subscribe and to follow them uh, because at the end of the day, we're just getting started, y'all. Mm -hmm. the, the Neatness Network is just getting started. By this time this next year, you'll see more people joining the network, um, and we'll have people on here, other money shows. You know, uh, she's a money show. I'm a money show, um, and I'm going to bring on some other money shows mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's important for us to get as much information in front of you that's healthy, that's uplifting our community, uh, that's progressing us forward, that's bringing relevant uh, information to you to help you move forward. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm telling you right now, each and every single show you need to subscribe to, you need to rock with, you need to be downloading their podcast uh, because you can't say you didn't get the information. People perish for the lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're giving you knowledge. If you decide to turn it down, you can't say the information wasn't there. Mm -hmm. We could say back in when we was growing up, the information wasn't there to teach us well. Yeah. The information is here now. Sure. And yeah. you can get the information mm -hmm. on each and every single show and pretty much in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, we get joy, the healing and, and self inner 
she, you went viral and got what, like 2 million views on one of your most recent ones. Mm-hmm. Just thanking yourself. Well, thanking God. And thanking God. Becoming aware of where I am and not worried about the things that's not working out in the moment. Mm-hmm. See, that was good. Yes. How often do we even thank God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you right now, I shouldn't be where I'm at today. Man. I should mm-hmm. I should have, I'll be real and be vulnerable. I should have multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I should be homeless. Um, heck, I I should be dead. You know what I'm saying? Um, I shouldn't even have a platform, mm-hmm. you know, really. Um, I've hurt several people's hearts. Uh, there was a seasons in my life where I didn't have no character integrity. But because of the grace yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. of God, yeah. I can't be nothing but thankful. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And it, it was so funny. And I'll end this on this. It's, I'm blessed to, we're all blessed to have very nice houses and cars and doing our things. And I was in Columbia, South Carolina, um, coming back home. Um, how that how that grown man with all the muscles got a, a range uh, home like I that? I am <laughs> y'all. Just to take my medicine. Hey, you, know you can tell he a family man. <laughs> wasn't he the one who said? Wasn't he the one who said uh, he cried because his daughter? Yep. Ah yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Oh my got God. a little bird chirping on his ringtone. Yeah. Oh, oh my you God. can tell he around nothing but ladies at the house. Yes. Lord <laughs> Jesus. But I was uh, coming back. My dad was taking me. It was in the rain. I come back from Columbia, South Carolina. And um, there was this couple at the airport. And uh, we were about two blocks away from the airport. And we saw this couple pulling their suitcases in the rain. Mm. Mm. And I said, man, and I'll just be honest and say it. I said, I was just telling myself, I want to get the Bentley coupe, the drop down though, because I, I want to feel the air. And when I saw them two, I said, I'm just grateful I'm driving. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know I thought he was going to say he stopped for him and helped him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the Bentley, I didn't know. <laughs> 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 and not in the rain. <laughs> 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 Thank you, that ain't me, Lord. Right. That could be me, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you were so silly. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that. Right. Y'all thought, y'all, I'm right. being honest, right? You know? You gotta be wise this day, day and time. Picking can't up pick people. Can't pick up everybody. You right about that? God ain't tell me to pick them up, so I, you know, be a baby on the highway. He told right. me, you know, right. y'all. Right. <laughs> he just sent you a subtle reminder. Oh my god. But I just think sometimes we just, we just really gotta be extremely grateful uh, to to do that. I mean, um, I pulled into my aunt's house and she didn't have a house, and I was upset. I didn't. Close on the house we was gonna close on, and the guy was like, "Just be grateful." Yeah. And um, I think the more we're grateful, um, the more we we can show God we're grateful and we are uh, content mm-hmm. with where we are in life. Man, I I was telling this to CJ um, and the team. I I didn't see me being where I'm at today if you would have talked to me two years ago when I stepped out of my home. I, I didn't see that. I remember telling CJ, man, if we could just make half a million dollars, bro. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. And um, man, we've surpassed that by 
I don't know how much. I don't put all my personal business out there, but of course we we we're in the multiple seven figures, and I'm like, that's because of God, mm-hmm. you know, and to bring y'all on and to to help you all win and to help y'all make more money. I'm like, wow, God, I didn't see this. Yeah. So I just want to say thank y'all for being a part of it. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Pastor. Love my guy. Let's let's, let's impact lives. Mm -hmm. And as we're impacting lives, make some more money. So we're not a part of that stat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And y'all love, I don't want y'all to part of that stat. Mm -hmm. And that stat is not just about having money in your bank account. Mm -hmm. You need to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. If you're not eating healthy, that means you can get sick. If you get sick, you got to get they go to the hospital, go to the hospital, you got hospital bills, you got drug bills. Mm-hmm. That's gonna take away from your wealth building. If you're not making money in the tech, you're not gonna be you're gonna be a part of that. If you're not really understanding that wealth is not just about a lot of money and a lot of cars and houses, but really how are you full and whole? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a healthy relationship, a healthy relationship that you love each other, and if you're not willing to cry. Because your daughter lost a hamster. <laughs> you, 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 you're going to be a part of that. We're going to hear the story for the next time. Yes, you are. You are. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think, too, and one thing I love about what Justin is doing is, I think it's a, it's a good show for women, everyone to watch. But I think it's a great show for men because I think our lack of leadership, mm-hmm. our lack of integrity, our lack of really being willing to submit to other men and learn their playbook mm-hmm. and run that same play yeah. is preventing us from building wealth. Mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that my foundation of finances came from Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I'm going to run that play. Yeah. yeah sure. I'm going to run the play my way, mm-hmm. but he ran that play. He took that play mm-hmm. from someone else yeah. and ran it his way. Mm-hmm. And so I think as men, it starts with us, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it starts with us and that's what we're all about here at the Neatness Network. Yo, we are about to, I'm going to be real with y'all, y'all. We love the Lord, but we about to go see Drake. Gang, gang. Hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we about to go turn up for the Lord while watching Drake. That's 21, 21, 21. And hopefully J. Cole will be in the building. Family from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Love you, bro. So listen. We love you all. Thank you all for watching. This was a two-part series, um, and we just are excited about what's coming. Go subscribe to everyone's channel. Their information will be inside today's show notes. Um, and if you really get interested in making more money, check out that link in Course Careers. We'll give $50 off. Get signed up and then dead over to, of course, take us a new black to really dive in deep. Love y'all. We'll see y'all for sure. All of us on one of our shows the next time. All right. Peace. <laughs>